Welcome to the Gen Z Today podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Whitmer, founder and CEO of the How to Life Movement. On Gen Z Today, we discuss practical ways you can boldly live and lead for Christ. Find out how you can have confident hope and make a difference for Jesus, especially when it comes to the Great Commission. Welcome to Gen Z Today. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Gen Z Today podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Whitmer, and I'm so glad that you are tuning in for this week's episode, where every week we have a conversation about what it means to live and lead for Jesus in this generation. And uh, for many of us as young people, we want to know how do we live for Jesus? How do we lead for Jesus? How do we live a life for the Lord? As for, for many of us, it's just like, we we love Jesus and we want to be able to follow him, but we need practical advice and practical conversations on on what that can look like. And and uh, and whether this is your first time tuning in or your 63rd, 64, I think we're about like episode 63, 64 on this podcast, which is amazing that we've had that many. Whether this is your first or your 64th time tuning in, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. Yeah, we've had amazing guests on this podcast from all over the United States, from all over uh, the world, from North America, from Europe and, and, and beyond. There have been amazing guests that we've been able to have on here to just share about uh, what the Lord has been doing in our lives and, and just practical encouragement. And this week, I have a really exciting guest uh, with us that uh, I have known for, oh, let's do the math. Let's see, about four years now. Yeah, yeah. I think it's been about four years. Uh, I've known uh, this person. She was a how to life leader uh, when she was a senior in high school. And, uh, and like several of the guests that I've had on lately and over the course of the last year or over a year now of having the podcast, uh, she has been a how to life leader and reached out and, and led an event in her area, in her hometown of Virginia beach, Virginia, a wonderful area. If you've never been, check it out in Hampton roads, Virginia, they've got beaches and it's a nice place. And, but anyways, this is, I'm very excited. Uh, she now attends Oral Roberts University in Tulsa, Oklahoma, a very good school there. And uh, without further ado, I'm very excited to have uh, our guest of this week, Abby Martin. How are you doing, Abby? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for asking. Thanks for having me on the podcast. I'm very glad to have you here. I've had you on my list for a while to, to interview and and I've been excited to be able to give you a chance to uh, to hop on here and just share a little bit of kind of how the Lord's worked in your life and and just some of your as uh, the theme that we're going to get to here in a bit will be exciting and yeah uh, but uh, tell us a little bit Abby who are you where are you from and what are you doing now uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself so as Jordan said I'm Abby I am a junior in college. I, as he mentioned, I go to Oral Roberts University in Tulsa, which maybe if you're from the Midwest in the U.S., you've heard of it. Otherwise, you probably haven't, but that's okay. Now you have. And so I'm a bit far from home. As Jordan said, I'm from Virginia Beach, Virginia. And so my parents went to ORU, which is kind of what brought me out here. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have heard of it myself. But I'm studying to be a secondary English teacher. So my certification will be sixth through 12th grade. So after I graduate in a year, I'm planning on going back to Virginia Beach to teach there. And after that, God only knows I love to travel. I love to teach English maybe in another country someday. Uh, we'll see. But ultimately, just 
using that career to further the kingdom of God. Obviously, it'll be a little bit different in a public school versus a church, but it's still shining a light for Christ. And yeah, I'm just passionate about youth ministry, and I think teaching is a good way to go about that. That's awesome, Abby. I uh, yeah, I mean, there is such a need for people to be able to go into professions that are people who are Christians who are being a light for Christ. And I mean, teaching is an incredible way to be able to spread the light of Jesus to to the world. So, so that's really cool. And uh, and yeah, we we like I mentioned earlier, we've known each other for about four years now. A little little over four years, I think, is when we first connected. And uh, and we've got kind of a, a cool little story for. For some of you who are listening to this episode of the podcast, you might be familiar with something called the 700 Club put on by something called CBN. And uh, my guess is it's probably not something that you watch on the regular, but your grandparents might watch it on the regular. And uh, (laughs) so Abby's grandparents uh, happen to be her grandma in particular happened to be watching the 700 club when I was interviewed on it in December of 2017. And Abby's grandma told Abby about this and was like, Hey, you should get involved with this. And, uh, and then Abby, I know your, your dad actually works for CBN and, and everything there. <laughs> so, so that connection is there too, which is cool. And he ended up interviewing me for an internet interview at one point as well in there, which was cool. But yeah, uh, but uh, Abby, tell us a little bit about your part of the story. How you heard about how to life, what you thought was interesting about it, and then, and then a little bit of the story of how uh, you helped bring uh, this movement to Virginia for the first ever event in Virginia uh, back in in twenty eighteen. Yeah. So as Jordan said, my grandma was just watching the Seven Hundred Club as normal, and I think she normally doesn't reach out to me about stuff that she sees on there, but I guess she thought that, you know, Jordan's interview was particularly interesting, which I obviously didn't realize initially, but once I started looking into the how to life movement, I was like, Oh, my grandma really hit the nail on the head. Like she knew, you know, what I was interested in and what I was passionate about. And, um, how to life was just a really good fit for me. I loved how it was student to student, just a way to practically reach our generation for Jesus, because I was a junior in high school at the time at a public school. And so I was like, well, there's only so much I can do within the boundaries of the public school system, but how to life event would be a perfect way for me to just collect my Christian friends from all over the city and just invite people to hear the gospel. And so I was like, okay, I don't really know exactly how to go about this, but I private messaged the how to life Instagram and just got some tips from Jordan. And I just started contacting people that I knew in the area that I knew would be interested in leading worship or, speaking, you know, sharing their testimony, contributing in some way. And the event just kind of started to get organized and come together. And I put it on in the fall of my senior year, which kind of gave us the summer to plan. So it, it was really amazing. And now How to Life has just become part of my life. Like I will never forget it. <laughs> no, that's so cool. And, and following I remember that event. It was amazing. Uh, for those of you that have been listening to the recent episodes of the podcast, uh, you guys might remember uh, Victor Agbagba, who we had on, and Vic uh, was the gospel presenter at Abby's event. So uh, we talked about Abby briefly on Vic's episode, and now we're talking about Vic briefly on Abby's episode because they uh, really 
you know, we're part of that team together uh, then, and the Lord really used both of them and their whole team in such a mighty way to reach their friends at what was the first ever How to Life event in the state of Virginia. And I remember 300 people came to that event, 50 kids came forward during the invitation time wanting to give their life to Christ. And and I, mean, I just remember it being a powerful night of, of the Lord impacting and, and touching many lives of young people. And uh, and we talked about this briefly on Vic's episode, but Abby, from your perspective, the week of the event, there was supposed to be, what, what was there supposed to be that week, but didn't happen? Yeah, there was supposed to be a big hurricane. That's just part of living hey, on the East hurricane. Coast. <laughs> um, hurricane season, which I guess I should have known planning the event in September that, you know, that was a possibility. <laughs> but I was like, oh, it'll be fine. And so I remember like Victor and I, we would like, we did like a prayer walk around the church where we were going to be having the event just like, like, Hey God, we don't know what to do. I remember like, I was really torn because as like the leader, I had to make the final decision if we should like cancel or postpone or just go on with the event. Cause mm -hmm. some of my friends that were helping me were like, we shouldn't do it. Like no one's going to come. But then the craziest thing happened, like the hurricane, because it was projected to go right over us, but it ended up like hitting the coast below us and being a way lower magnitude than they had originally predicted. And it went like inland and around us. I still have a screenshot of like the radar. Yeah. It was, it was literally a miracle. It was amazing. And we had, had like Jordan said 300 people show up. So yeah, that it was a huge, huge thing that I'll never forget about that yeah. event. Just God wanting it to happen on that day. Yeah. I, I love it. We, we prayed away a hurricane, yes, <laughs> and yes. and uh, instead it went inland, and I believe it like it had this weird hook thing where it, like it hit South Carolina instead, and uh, um, not that we wanted to hit anywhere, but it hit South Carolina, and then it went in and around, and and then hit uh, like I remember it like rained hard in Lynchburg, so all our Liberty friend, like my Liberty people that I know there. They were just like, oh, there's all this rain in Virginia Beach. is just nice and shiny and, and sunny yeah. and uh, no no issues. And uh, even for like a couple of days, it just it was it was nice. So I, I think my flight was canceled. Even the one I was supposed to take into uh, ORF Norfolk Airport there, uh, but I took the one instead into Richmond. I, I remember yeah. we coordinated yeah, I remember all that, that. and because uh, that one wasn't canceled for some reason, but the Hampton Roads one was canceled. But um, but yeah, the crazy times, I'm glad I was able to get there. I'm really glad that the Lord moved and, and, uh, yeah, an amazing event that kicked off what actually, that was the first event, the 2018-19 school year, which still to this date is the record amount of how to life events in one school year. We had 27 events that year in like five countries around the world and states all over the U S uh, still is like the biggest highest attendance year and everything for how to life and uh 2019-2020 was supposed to beat it but we had something called a pandemic that that kind of uh, <laughs> got in there so but and you also came to the, to the how to life leadership retreat in uh, chicago uh in 2019 and that was fun to have you there and and then you were able to kind of give back in essence to the movement in a way by being a uh, one of the uh, people answering the DMs on Instagram for How to Life Movement, and in particular, you helped our Montana friend, Allison. Uh, you were the first person to chat with her, and she ended up having an event in Montana. Uh, that was the first event in Montana that ended up happening in March of 2020, right before the pandemic hit. And, uh, but yeah, so 
pretty cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, keep passing the torch. <laughs> passing the torch for sure. And um, But yeah, well, Abby, it's awesome to have you on here. And, and kind of in this next part of the podcast, I always ask our guests to just share a little bit about their uh, journey with Jesus. How did you come to know Jesus? How has Christ changed your life? And uh, um, just what's a little bit of your story, your testimony? How how did you uh, come to know Christ? So in brief, because obviously I feel like when you're doing life with Jesus, you have like all these like mini testimonies where God shows up in your life. But yeah, just yeah. brief stories. My parents and family have been Christians, you know, for generations. And so I just kind of grew up in that environment. Uh, I committed my life to Christ when I was like six. And so I do believe that it was genuine because, you know, the Bible talks about childlike faith, but at the same time, like I didn't fully understand the gospel. And so I remember it was in middle school. I believe it was my eighth grade year. We had just like a encounter night at youth group. And I was like kind of in turmoil. It's a bit of an exaggerated term, but I guess turmoil over like high school next year and where I was, I was going to go. And it was just the night that I kind of recommitted my life to Christ and realized that I needed him to help just give me wisdom, make decisions that, you know, I couldn't do things on my own, that I couldn't be dependent upon my parents' faith, that I needed my own. And I just remember that kind of catapulted me into high school. But I think just that gave me maybe a bit of like a judgmental perspective because I had been in kind of a sheltered environment for a while. And so yeah, I had had recommitted my life to Christ, but I was kind of like, oh, I kind of that holier than thou, for lack of better terms, perspective going into high school. Mm -hmm. And I remember it was through Young Life Ministry. My parents had hosted the first meeting for my high school at their house because they wanted to get it started at my high school. And I kind of was just like going with the flow and I ended up just getting really involved and through the leadership of that program, I really just learned what it meant to just love the people around me and yeah, just be a humble leader for Jesus in the school system there. God kind of established just my calling for youth ministry. And yeah, through that moment, I think that's really when I started to develop a just deep, authentic relationship with Christ and to have his heart of just compassionate for the people around me. And yeah, I think it was through the discipleship, through young life, and then even with how to life, those last few years of high school that really established my faith and kind of sent me into college at ORU. That's amazing. I Thanks for sharing, Abby. I think for, for each of us, we've got a story. We all have a story to tell of how how Christ has changed our life. And uh, for people like you and me, sometimes it's like, oh, we grew up in a Christian family. And because uh, my story is similar, grew up in a Christian family and uh, and uh, came to Christ at a young age, believe it was genuine. Um, and uh, and I've always kind of one way or another tried to, to follow the Lord. And uh, uh, but each of us are all recipients of God's grace because all of all sin all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. None of us are perfect. None of us would be anything without Jesus. Even if we have known him our whole life, it's still so important for uh, all of us to realize where we would be if it wasn't weren't for Christ. And uh, for some people it's much more dramatic and recent, like 
I was totally like running from God, like Paul style, and then Damascus Road, wow, and then like <laughs> makes us find find Jesus that way. Yeah, but for others, it it's it's different. It's a little more stable. But even then, like no one's story is better than anyone else's because again, we are all our story. All of us, our story is Jesus changed our life, and we are nothing without Him. And yeah. uh, so, so that's awesome. Thanks for sharing, Abby and. And uh, as we kind of move into the main theme for this week, our theme is comparison versus contentment. And uh, Abby, I know you've got a particular passage in scripture you want to share uh, about kind of this theme and the idea of, of, of when we are comparing as opposed to being content. And this also has themes of pride versus humility in here as well. We've talked about humility on the podcast a good bit recently as well, but uh, I'm excited to have a little bit of a conversation just about the idea of comparison versus contentment. And uh, can you talk to us a little bit about this, Abby, and some of what you're thinking on this topic? Yeah, definitely. So kind of the passage of scripture that I kept thinking of is the story or the parable of the lost son, some of you know as the prodigal son, found in Luke chapter 15. And so um, in verses one and two, it says that... um, Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus, but the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So that's kind of like, I guess, the context of the parable, just to know that, okay, Jesus is kind of noticing the Pharisees being judgmental, like, oh, Jesus is hanging out with these these sinners and stuff. So Jesus is addressing them through this passage. And... The main part of the prodigal son, which is Luke 15, 11 through 32, that makes me think of comparison versus contentment is this key verses at the end, verses 28 through 32, where it says um, the older brother. So the older brother of the son who took his dad's inheritance, went away, spent all the money, and then he comes back and is dad celebrates him returning home and prepares like this party for him. And so it says, starting in verse 28, the older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him, but he answered his father, look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. And so my my son, in verse 31, the father said, You are always with me, and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad, because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And I think for me, that sticks out to me so much, because the older brother compared his father's reaction to hit the younger brother. And I think for a lot of us that, you know, when I was sharing my testimony and Jordan was kind of talking about his own, we're kind of like the older brother who we go through life and we grew up in a Christian home. Mm -hmm. We don't have like a crazy testimony or anything like that. But because of that, we become kind of prideful and we think, well, we like the older brother said, I've been slaving for you and all this stuff. And we think like we're trying to gain God's approval through all of this. And then when someone does is living a lifestyle totally contradictory to God and then they turn and go back to him, we get a little, a little jealous. We start to compare ourselves be like, well, why is God 
you know, blessing them in all these ways when they haven't mm-hmm. done a single thing for him. And, and I'm like, I've done all these things for God my whole life and he hasn't blessed me like that. And, and so it steals our, it starts to steal our contentment because we start to question God and what he's done in our lives. And so that's kind of just the main foundational passage I was thinking of with regards to that, the theme. Yeah. I, I mean, that's such a good theme and, and passage to go along with it. The, the idea of, uh, of, of when we compare and, and it does totally go back to what we were just talking about with, with stories and, uh, testimonies and, uh, um, and, and just the reality of how for, for, for so many of us, we sometimes can find ourselves being like the older brother in the parable where it's like, whoa, like I've done all these things and, and all of this stuff. But in, in reality, it's still, we, it, it doesn't matter what we've done. What matters is our father's love for us. And, yeah. uh, and his, the, the older brother's father, the same father of the prodigal son, like he, he loved them both very much so it wasn't like he didn't love the older older brother but uh, there there's a time for rejoicing certainly when someone who's very lost comes home and uh, and that's what's awesome about the church is uh, just knowing the just so many paradoxes of what it means to truly live for for Jesus like the mm-hmm. that that that's part of where our our worldview is so different from that of, of, of the world because we just, everything's upside down for most of the world. It's like, Oh, like if you work hard, if you do good works, then like, that's the the best thing you can do in life. And, uh, or, or like for a lot of people, that's what they think Christianity is, is doing a lot of good works to get into heaven. And, uh, and that is just, couldn't be farther from the truth. It, it's, it's not about works. It's about, grace and yes the lord wants us to have good works uh, but uh, but it is about uh, grace alone faith faith alone and christ alone because of the grace that uh, he's given us and uh, and uh, for us to realize that there's nothing we can do in our own strength to save ourselves but uh, but it's all the lord's the lord's goodness so so that idea though of of that contentment and and being content in uh, uh, in the lord and knowing that he's enough for us and, uh, and, and also to, to not feel bad either too, if, if we are like in, have our life a little bit more in order. Cause again, like the Lord doesn't want us to be running away from him because for, mm-hmm. for so many people, like, like he doesn't want that. Like, that's not the point. It's not like, Oh, like, Hey, we now all have a license to go become a prodigal son. Like, no, that's like, that's besides the point. Like, or that, that, yes. that that's not the point. Like the point is, uh, the Lord, the Lord loves us and. And, but yeah, what, what are some of more of your thoughts on, on this theme, this topic, what, what, what's going through, through your head, Abby, on all this contentment and as opposed to comparison? Yeah. So I, I like what you were saying about, um, just the idea of good works. And I think when you think about Christianity and what, you know, true Christianity, what the true gospel is, I think it's so easy for us to start getting a misinterpretation of what the gospel really is. And so I know like, especially like for my fellow perfectionists out there and people like, you know, like I said, have grown up in the church, we do all this striving and we forget about the grace of God. Um, it's that, that pride element. We, we realize we, we will forget that, Oh, I'm just as dead in my sin as anyone who's done 
whatever other things, you know, sin is about our hearts. It's about that separation from God that we're born into. And we think that we can strive and do all these good works. Um, But then I'm like, oh, that's just like the Pharisees that Jesus was talking to when he was telling that parable that they, you know, he tell he's like, you guys are whitewashed tombs. You might look all like righteous on the outside, but on the inside, you're just hypocrites and you judge people. And Mm. yeah. So um, that was very convicting to me. I was like, oh, well, I don't want to just do all these things just so people can see me or I look like a, in quotes, good Christian. I really want, you know, my heart to be in the right place. So that was just a realization of the gospel that, oh, it's, by grace, through faith, that it's the grace of God that, you know, Jesus died on the cross and paid the punishment for our sins and then was raised to life. And we just celebrated Easter. It was raised to life three days later, you know, defeating death, like by faith, like that, my heart towards him was pursuing him. That's what, you know, I'm, when Jesus sees me, he sees himself paying that price instead of me who actually deserved it. So it's, it's kind of complicated to explain, but it's also so simple. Um, but I think it's really, it boils down to, it boils down to identity. Um, cause if you have given your life to Christ and are believing in the true gospel of by grace through faith, then it's, it's all about who you are. It's that contentment in knowing, oh, well, I am in Christ. I'm a new creation. I've been born again. Um, versus like what you do. So even as a Christian, your identity, who you are, secure. But what you do, that's just through the big word sanctification, which is really just the Lord working on your heart and helping you to be more like Jesus. But it's a process and Christians still mess up. Whereas I think with the prideful perspective is like, oh, who I am is the good things that I do rather than the finished work of Christ on the cross. And so I think it's, it's that identity battle that we're trying to figure out. That's really what contentment in comparison all boils down to. It's like, where are we putting our identity? Is it in Christ or is it in these good things that we do to try to prove ourselves to people or to try to be better than all those around us? Because pride is fueled off of competition and wanting to be the best that's so, so good, Abby. I think it's so true for, for each of us just to be thinking, how can we truly desire to be content in, uh, in the Lord and in him alone and knowing that he is good and he is, uh, he's the one that we can look forward to with, with everything in our life. And, uh, and as opposed to the, the pride and the selfishness that, that can so easily sneak into our lives. So, now, Abby, what would be kind of your final challenge as we're wrapping up this week's episode? What would be your final challenge for someone who, let's say someone listening to this, they're a teenager, they're uh, in high school, just like you were not long ago yourself. Uh, what would you tell uh, a high school student who maybe they're dealing with comparison or contentment in this issue? What might be like a final 60 second challenge for them? What would you encourage someone who's dealing with contentment? Well, I think it's kind of a bit of a two-step thing. So the first thing is just recognizing the pride that's in all of our hearts. It's obviously, it varies person to person, but we just have to recognize that, hey, you know what? There's some times where I'm not content with where I'm at in life and I forget my identity in Christ that is secure. And I start to compare myself to other people um, 
so I think just recognizing that is like the first thing. And then beyond that, what's really um, helped me is just starting to celebrate other people. Um, I think that's going back to the, the story. It's just the older brother and you'd be like, Hey, you know what? My father does love me and I'm secure in that. And because of that, I can celebrate my younger brother who has come home. And so I think for us, um, Christian or not Christian, we need to learn to celebrate with other people. Their victories and their blessings might look different than our own, but that doesn't mean that God's not in them or that he loves us any less. I think just if someone, it could be as simple as someone gets a better grade on a test than you, or it could be something really big, like, I, I don't even know, like they get to travel to this really far away country or something like that. Whatever it is, just learning to celebrate with other people, um, especially like those that, you know, have been running away from God and come back to him. That's so good, Abby. I, uh, yeah, I encourage all of you to just take, take all this to heart and, and, and be thinking how, how can we truly pursue that contentment in our life, contentment in the Lord and, uh, fleeing from the pride, prideful thoughts that we may have, but truly uh, seeking humility and seeking to be grounded in the contentment that that we can have in Christ and in Christ alone. So, Abby, would you be willing to pray kind of to close us out and pray for the people who are listening? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dear Jesus, thank you so much just for this podcast and what you are doing through it for all the people that you're reaching. I just pray for every person listening to this right now that they would know your deep love for them, whether they know you or not, that they would just know right now that you love them and you see them and you know them. And I just pray that if they're struggling with comparison, that you would help them to know that you have made them fearfully and wonderfully, that they have a unique purpose that only they can fulfill. And so I just pray that you would draw their hearts unto you, that they would seek you faithfully with each day, trust you, and that you just help us all to celebrate what you're doing in everybody's lives all around the world, because you're just so big and so awesome. And we just thank you and we love you. And in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Abby. It's been wonderful having you on Gen Z today. And uh, for, for the people listening, if there's anybody who wants to uh, follow you on social media, where, where can they find you? So I'm not like a super big influencer or anything <laughs> like that, but I do have Instagram. So if you want to reach out to me, my Instagram is at Hey there, it's Abby. So A B B Y, which you can probably see on the podcast label, but so yeah, just Hey there, it's Abby. That's my Instagram username. I am private, but feel free to like send me a DM and, um, cause I'll see in the request section, like, Hey, I was listening to the podcast and I'll approve you. And like, I'm totally down to chat if you have any questions or comments or anything like that. So amazing. So there you have it. Make sure to reach out and connect with Abby Martin. And also, especially if you are, if you're in Oklahoma, if you have questions about ORU, uh, Oral Roberts, it's good school in Tulsa. Uh, Abby can, I'm sure certainly would be glad to help field some questions on that as well. Uh, and, uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, thanks again to all of you for tuning in and, uh, make sure to check out how to life movement. We've talked about how to life some on a lot of the most episodes we end up talking about a little bit, uh, the movement ministry that I started where we're working with young people to reach, uh, our friends in our schools and communities for Christ and uh, so reach out to how to life movement on instagram also the gen z today podcast page on instagram 
uh, if you have questions about the podcast, we'd love to connect with you on there. And we have a bunch of quote posts and things we put out during the week to help uh, bring engagement <laughs> to the conversation. And and uh, and yeah, and then also I'm Jordan Whitmer on Instagram myself. If you want to reach out, I'd love to talk with you, love to connect with you if you have any questions or anything. And uh, thanks again, Abby, for being on here and all our listeners. Make sure to tune into more episodes. We have more episodes every Wednesday. You know, go ahead and check out some of the others. Maybe check out Vic Agbagba's episode, uh, Abby's friend uh, and, and my friend who we interviewed a couple episodes back uh, and, and others from uh, from all over the nation, all over the world who have been sharing and communicating. We'd love for you to hear these messages. And uh, But thanks for tuning in and we'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening. I invite you to subscribe, leave a rating or review, and tell your friends about the Gen Z Today podcast. Tune in each Wednesday for a brand new episode. On Instagram, you can follow at Gen Z Today podcast, as well as my page at Jordan Whitmer. Gen Z Today is sponsored by How to Life Movement with a mission to reach, disciple, and mobilize Gen Z young people for Christ. Gen Z Today and How to Life Movement are made possible because of the generous financial partnership of friends like you. To find out more, visit our website, genztoday.com. That website again is genztoday.com. See you next time on Gen Z Today. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network. 